Hi, I'm Anna, and I'm the Time Expert. Today, I'm going to read a chapter out of one of my favorite books. It's called The Time Paradox, the new psychology of time that will change your life. And yes, it did. I mean, of course, I'm the time expert and I am fascinated by the topic time. But when I found this book, I saw I'm not alone. It's written by Philip Zimbardo and John Boyd. It's quite a complex book and I gifted it to many friends of mine and I was so enthusiastic and euphoric and I said, you gotta have this book and and then I got answers like, yeah, it, it was all right, but you know, sometimes it was, it was a bit hard to read and I thought, no, no, but um, if you're not that time freak maybe you find the book very good and I just love it now I thought I'm gonna share a chapter with you which is called the economics of time so be ready to go and get a cup of tea and place yourself on a nice couch and just enjoy the moment and let's dive into the universe of time the economics of time remember that time is money benjamin franklin time is our most valuable possession in classical economics the rarer a resource and the more uses to which it may be put the greater its value gold for example has no intrinsic value it is no more than yellow metal However, veins of gold on earth are rare, and gold has many uses. People first uses gold to make jewellery. More recent, it has become a conductor in electronic components. The relation between scarcity and value is well known, so gold's exorbitant price comes as no surprise. Most things that can be possessed, diamonds, gold, hundred dollar bills can be replenished. New diamond and gold deposits are discovered and new bills are printed. Such is not the case with time. Nothing that any of us does in his life will allow us to accrue a moment's more time and nothing will allow us to regain time misspent. Once time has passed, It is gone forever. So, Arthur Benjamin Franklin was right about many things. He was wrong when he said that time is money. Our scarcest resource, time, is actually more valuable than money. We recognize the value of time implicitly in our daily transactions. Typically, the cost of time connotes its value. For example, we are often willing to pay a high price to use other people's time. The higher the price, the more valuable the time. A $500 an hour lawyer is assumed to be better than a $200 an hour lawyer. Handmade goods are priced over machine-made goods. And meticulously prepared and eaten food is more valuable than fast food. In the same way, We may be willing to pay more highly for the privilege of conserving 
our own time. Overnight delivery and dry cleaning, direct flights and convenience stores, all exact premiums because of the inherent value that we place on our time. In view of the many valuations we assign time, and in view of the fact that time is our most valuable commodity, it is striking to note how little thought we give to how we spend it. If a slightly annoying acquaintance asked you to invest money in her new business, you would probably consider the potential costs and benefits of the proposed transaction. If you judged her project a bad investment, you would have no problem saying no, even at the risk of offending her. But after all, who rationally throws money out the window? But suppose the same acquaintance asked you to dinner. Chances are you would not engage in a similar cost-benefit analysis. No matter how little you wanted to go, you would probably take an hour out of your packed schedule to meet for dinner. All the while, perhaps, feeling resentment because of the time you sacrificed on something you didn't want to do. Why do we often spend our money more wisely than our time? Perhaps it's because we cannot save time. It passes whatever we choose to spend it or not. Or perhaps it's because spending time can be intangible. In contrast, financial transactions involve deliberate action with material objects. For instance, you pay for your new alarm clock with a $20 bill and in return gain a material possession. But spending time seems less costly and it is less closely associated with fungible assets. You can't bottle time and exchange it for an object or event. On the other hand, perhaps we spend time so easily because we never learned to think about time. For most of history, people didn't have much choice in how to spend their time. They used it to survive, first individually and then collectively. They didn't have much time to chill. When they needed to hunt and gather, spark fires, seek water and build shelters. Only during the last few thousand years have people gained the luxury of discretionary time and only during the last few hundred years have substantial segments of us enjoyed it or endured it. In re-evaluating how we think about time, since time is more valuable than money, we're led to ask, are we really putting the right valuations on time? Are people with the highest bank accounts truly the wealthiest people in our world? How wealthy is someone who spends all of his time making money but doesn't take the time to enjoy life? How do we measure the wealth of people like fly fishing guru Brent Fox who chose the lower paid profession of teaching because it gave him the freedom to build an invisible mansion of time. How can we measure the wealth of billionaire developers who spend all their time building mansions of brick and mortar but never enjoy those rooms? A financial planner helps to determine your investment strategy based upon your personal investment goals. If only there were such a person to call upon for investing time. Me, 
that's me. I, 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 I'm that person. <laughs> okay, carry on. To help figure that out, you'll have to become your own time investment planner and ask yourself these questions. What do you want out of life? How can you make your time matter? What is the right use of your time? Ultimately, you must be the arbiter of your personal investment choices. But our research suggests that people are more satisfied with investment in experiences, such as vacations and in developing meaningful social relationships, than with investment in material goods. Our research also suggests that everyone can benefit by looking more closely at time. What it is and what it means to us and how we can see and use it in new ways that make our lives better. These questions about time are in fact questions about the meaning of life. And to answer them for yourself you may need the Bible, the Torah, the Koran or quiet mountain streams. Even though we authors cannot offer you universal answers as you journey through this book, we will give you some new advice, strategies and simple tactics based upon decades of psychological research that will allow you to deal more effectively and consciously with time. Another economic principle relevant to our discussion of a new science of time is the concept of opportunity costs, which, in economics, refers to the expense involved in foregoing on an opportunity. For example, if you decided to invest $1,000 in Google stock, you would lose the opportunity to invest this amount in Yahoo or in IBM or in horse racing or in just leaving the money in your piggy bank. Whatever you choose to do costs you the opportunity to do something else. The notion of opportunity costs recognizes that your investment resources are scarce and that there are expenses associated with choosing one investment over another. The opportunity costs that you incur with your time and money or omnipresent but always unknown and unknowable. No matter how you choose to invest your time, you face the cost of foregoing another activity, perhaps limitless opportunities, for the one you choose. With money, you have the conservative option of keeping it in the bank, but not so with time. Whether you like it or not, you spend time every moment of your life. It continually seeps out of your pocket. We are the clocks on which time tells itself, said Richard II in Shakespeare. Once you recognize that your investments of time have opportunity costs, you can become more conscious of how you make your choices about time and learn to make happier ones. Remember that people are more likely to regret actions not taken than actions taken, regardless of outcome. In Shakespeare's words again, when to the sessions of sweet silent thought I summon up remembrance of things past, I sigh the lack of many a thing I sought, and with old woes new wail my dear time's waste. For example, 
A woman who wants to become a Hollywood star is more likely to regret not moving to Los Angeles and trying to get a part in a movie than to regret moving to Los Angeles and failing to become a star. So, as you learn in this book to be more proactive in your investments of your time, you will lose fewer opportunities and minimize regrets. Time matters because we are finite, because time is the medium in which we live our lives and because there are costs, lost opportunities, associated with not investing time wisely. Well, that's just a little chapter and there is so much more, so maybe if you want to, sometimes I read from this book. And I like the thought about, you know, the cost-benefit analysis. What we do when we do business, but we don't do it with our time. As the example he said about uh, going out for dinner or she is offering to do business. Business, we do the cost analyze, we don't do it with the time. So maybe this could be something we're going to think about a little bit more. You know, I have always been thinking about the limited time, always. And I remember when I was six years old and I was at a birthday party from another six-year-old guy and he said very proudly that he knows exactly when he was born and he said like at 152 or something like that. And everyone said, yeah, everyone, I know also when I'm born exactly. And I was just standing there thinking, wait a minute. We all know our birth date, Memdi hour. So I started to ask everyone in the room, do you know your death end or your end date? The date of your death, do you know this? And everyone was looking at me and not very amused. A mom heard me talking about death and she went to see my mom. And she said, I think it's time that you talk to Anna. And she came my mom and she said, What's wrong? And I said, Mom, when am I going to die? And she looked at me and she said, but nobody knows. And I remember the moment and I was going like, but that changes it all. I mean, that's incredible. I was so freaked out, but in a positive way, I thought, wow, if I don't know how much time I have, I mean, that's, that changes everything. And she looked at me and said, what? I said, I'm going to live life different with this knowing and that is true up until today I live like this I, th- I know every single day it is a gift when I wake up I'm I'm enthusiastic just to have another day and so of course if I think like that I'm asking myself and I'm giving a lot of time into my thoughts in the morning How do I want to spend this day? Because I'm not going to waste it. And even if it's just one moment, two moments where you say, okay, what do I want to experience today? You will see it will get more and more and more until this day becomes a mini life of yours and you're just having the best days. 
I always said I don't need a motivator because this knowing that I don't know how much time I have, that's just my biggest motivator. Okay, my dear listeners out there, wherever you are, take your time and think about your time. It's the perfect time to do this. It's the perfect time. And I'm working on the members club. I'm putting in there some stuff which I wouldn't put out anywhere else than on my members club. And I'm also... I thought about talking about the coronavirus because it really is harming my business a lot. Like, really a lot. And I have to create a new business model and that's what I'm doing. So it's an interesting time. And I have to say, you know, I've always questioned things and my life and what I do. But it was always planned. (laughs) It was always planned. And now this virus is just forcing me and it takes a bit of energy, but I have to say I see more clearly, clearly now than ever before. Even if it hurts, because hmm, because now again I'm I feel that if I'm in the beginning of something new. <laughs> but come on, that's life. That's exactly life. So I'm gonna talk about a little bit about yeah my personal thoughts and what's happening right now I don't know if that could be interesting but I think I'm not the only one so I think yes and I'm a very optimistic person and that is so important to be optimistic otherwise you just you would uh, it would be a bad time and for me it isn't because I'm an optimistic person and I'm gonna talk about things like that on my members club and you're gonna find articles videos uh, online courses and yeah it's the universe of time okay take care and hear you next week again Now give me the beat.